here's another episode of More Later. My name is Brett. You should know that if you're listening to this podcast consistently. I host it with Brian, who's my friend of 30 years. This is episode number four. And if you've listened to the other three, thank you. If you're new, thank you too. Thanks for discovering us. We need all the people we can to discover us. So I appreciate you coming aboard. We've got um, a couple thousand more of these. If you're listening to this like, you know, 20 years from now or something. But if you're listening to it right now, there's only three other ones. So sorry about that. This is like time travel, isn't it? Like the whole whole the whole podcasting thing because like I'm talking to you on a Wednesday night in January of 2020 and you're listening to it whenever you're listening to it. And um whatever I say is stuck in the time when I say it, but whatever you listen to adjusts to whenever you listen to it. So I don't know. Does that even make any sense? I don't know. Whatever. Um, Anyway, uh, this is another episode. Brian and I recorded it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, 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 I forgot. The other day, when I recorded this last one, I was kind of sick. And now you'll hear that I'm not kind of sick. I feel okay. Um, I recorded it Sunday night. I was feeling crappy. I was feeling congested. I was feeling not quite the Brett Baker voice that millions of people love. Um, I was feeling the Brett Baker congested voice. That voice is gone today, and I feel like I'm more like myself. Uh, My nose isn't running. My chest isn't congested. I feel almost normal. Almost. As normal as I get, I guess. Um, So, you know, the sickness, it's, it's, it's done. Uh, I think it was shorter than everybody else's sickness because I don't touch bathroom handles and I keep a lot of hand sanitizer by my uh, everywhere, I guess. Oh, 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 here, here's another thing. There is now a More Later Pod Instagram account, uh, which I'm, I've just started I'm, and I'm just building up but one of the first pictures on there there's a diet coke picture and there's a picture of um you know the last episode monday's episode we were talking about um uh, washing hands and not not washing your hands after going to the bathroom and all of that jazz and then on tuesday at work i go to the bathroom and what have they done monday night they have installed new soap dispensers in the bathroom in my building, and they're doing it throughout campus, throughout building. Literally hundreds of bathrooms throughout the campus are getting new soap dispensers as if they listened to the podcast, heard, oh crap, soap is good. Soap helps prevent disease. We should do this. And then they decided to install new soap dispensers. So go to my Instagram. You'll see a picture of the new soap dispenser. Look, I'm new to Instagram. I'm figuring it out. I understand soap dispensers aren't the most exciting thing you've ever seen on Instagram, but 
it's a start, okay? So go to Instagram, like more later pod. Um, I, I don't know. I guess you search for that. I, I don't really know how Instagram works too well. I, I have a personal Instagram. I've published a couple, published, posted, whatever the word is, a couple of things. Um, anyway, uh, more later pod. Um, go there, follow us, whatever you do on Instagram. I don't know. Uh, someday I'll be good at Instagram and we'll post some pretty cool shit on, on Instagram. So follow us so you don't not see the pretty cool shit on Instagram. Okay. Um, but anyway, this is episode four. Uh, we talk about some cool stuff, some interesting stuff. Brian is entertaining as always. I'm, you know, I, I don't know. It's whatever. I'm who I am. Brian is who he is. 30 years together that we've, it's taken us 30 years to get to this point of, of uh, conversation. Uh, this is kind of a long one, a little bit longer than the other ones, but it's endlessly entertaining. And uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to give us a five-star review. For the love of God, just give us a five-star review. Tell your friends. All You guys are cool. You're listening to the podcast. That tells me you're cool, which means you have a lot of friends, which means I, I read this thing the other day that Facebook has decided that instead of like six degrees of separation, like, you know, that, that everybody is only six people removed from everybody else on on earth that it's actually like three and a half degrees of separation so we're only three and a half people away from telling everybody on earth about this podcast so if i tell everybody i know and you tell everybody that you know and they tell everybody that they know we've got just about everybody on earth covered that's not that difficult to do so if we don't get like six billion downloads of this podcast episode i'm gonna be a little disappointed six billion that's a lot all right i'll try to rein that in maybe 60 anyway here's me brian in the florida room we're gonna change that now in the indiana room of his house talking enlightening coming to realizations, entertaining you, because that's what we like to do. More later with Brett and Brian. You're listening to it right now. Thank you. So I went on that field trip to the Art Institute today mm -hmm. with my son's seventh grade class, and I was the chaperone for a group of nine seventh graders. And as we were walking through, it occurred to me, like, I don't want to say that art is wasted on kids because it can make an impact on some kids. And, like, maybe one of those kids saw something cool. Mm -hmm. But, like, we went into this room and I was like, all right, guys, this is, these are very famous painter, painters in here. And, it the, the like, three of the walls were all Van Gogh paintings. Mm -hmm. So I was like, these are all Vincent Van Gogh. They all looked at me like they had no clue who Vincent Van Gogh was. And, like, I don't blame them. You know, they're 12 or 13 right. years old. And I don't know if I would 
care about seeing Vincent Van Gogh paintings what when I was you... 12 or 13. <clears throat> Maybe I would. I don't know. What did we learn about Van Gogh? I don't know. I don't know. Like, like it, it was just, and I don't even know that much about him now, other right. than like I can identify, like I can see a painting and tell that it's a Van Gogh, you know? Like, I have a, f a feeling that we learned of the names in like elementary school. Picasso and Van Gogh. Yeah, right, right. Those are the two yeah. names. And really, I mean, I know that Van Gogh cut his ear off. Yeah. Allegedly. You know what? I'm not even thinking of... <laughs> this shows you how stupid I am. God. Right. It wasn't even Van Gogh. It was Monet. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking of Monet. Well, the there you go. Was, the room was Monet. We saw Van Gogh paintings after that, but the first painting that I said... Can you really identify I, a Van Gogh? I know. I really... <laughs> I, I almost... Like, as I was saying it, I was like, do I mean Van Gogh? But then just as you were saying it, I was like, no, not Monet. Monet is who I was, is who, when we walked into the room and like mm -hmm. the water lilies and like the haystack painting and stuff, like I could tell, I knew that it was Monet, like without even like it's looking Jackson at who Wild. it was. <laughs> and, but, but then we did go into another room right. and I, we saw some Van Gogh and I was like, this is Van Gogh. And they all just, and I was like, he, remember he cut off his ear. Do you guys know about that? And one kid knew about the cutting off of the ear thing. Right. But, and then one of the kids was like, I wonder if they have any Picassos. So then we, Picassos is of course in a different section of the museum. So we went and saw one Picasso. The one we wanted to see was off exhibit, but, um, well, do they have art class in school anymore? I mean, uh, they do. Um, I know they, they have it in elementary school. Okay. And they, they have it like regularly. I don't think Brian has had it in like sixth or seventh grade. I think he might have it like second semester in seventh grade or something. So, what was the, what was the field trip three? What class? I don't know. It was just a general like sixth grade field trip. Oh. Like all they have this class called Discover where they go like first thing in the morning and it's just like a general. I, I don't know what they do, but uh, yeah, kind of like homeroom. But then the teachers are her. His teacher is his uh, social studies teacher. Okay. So like she was interested in like Islamic art and like that stuff like that is what she was into because that's what she teaches, but um, it wasn't like with an art class. The painting that made the biggest impact on them was that, I think it's a Surratt painting, the like Sunday at the Park painting, mm -hmm. and it's like this huge painting, and when I explained to them that in the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off, <laughs> they come to the museum, and they all stand there, and they're all looking at this painting, and then it zooms in on the painting, like, it, you know, step by step, and a couple of the kids realized that and they were like oh yeah i remember that and so they thought that was cool that and um the american gothic american okay. gothic painting and like everybody style. yeah everybody knows that and like and the so for the first half of the tour a docent like led us and talked about different paintings and she asked everybody like how do you guys know where do you guys know this painting from like, nobody could place where they knew it, but, like, a lot of the kids knew it. And I think that's interesting. That like, there's so few 
pieces of art like that mm-hmm. that like everybody recognizes right but i mean they didn't know what it was called probably or what it symbolized or you know that it was painted in you know in an, an iowa couple or whatever during the depression or anything about it but at least they knew what it was you know so but i don't you know that's just that's more of a you know crossover art into culture pop right. pop culture thing you know right i mean we had what art class through middle school right yeah but i remember that i don't remember like any like art history school type i think we probably touched on it like a little bit right. you know just as part the same way yeah. that like you know in, in music class we learned about like beethoven and, right you know bach and all those guys yeah. but i mean i don't i don't i can't place any of them in time mm-hmm. you know like i i like Van Gogh was before Monet, who was before Picasso, I think, and those are like the three big ones that I know, you know. But um, other in, I don't know, actually, maybe Van Gogh and Monet were. Didn't Picasso live until the like I think late twentieth or, or something? I he was alive in the twentieth century. I know. Right, I think right. he lived actually much longer than that. But um, I can I can picture Adam cringing. Right now, now, is there listening? I'm sure there's tons of art people who are like, you guys are so stupid. I'm sorry. It's just not my thing. But I did appreciate, I mean, it was really cool to go there and see this Mm -hmm. stuff. And and the docent that like talked to us about a a couple of Georgia O'Keeffe paintings Mm -hmm. and some Native American baskets and um, the Nighthawk painting of like from a diner in New York City and like the this the missile. <laughs> is that some like I don't know? It just 19- sounds like a fucking m- missile. Nighthawk. Yeah, it Nighthawk. sounds like some nineteen eighties USA up all night right. movie or something. But um, yeah, I so it I don't know. It was cool, but I just thought you know the. I'm glad that the seventh graders went, but I don't know how much they actually got out of it. But even if they just got one thing out right. of it, then it was worth it. You I mean, know, they're I seeing stuff get, that they wouldn't ordinarily right. see. Right, and I mean, I, you know, I think at that age, it's more about exposure. Right, it's like because they don't even know casting what casting that net, right. hoping to reel in a few. Right, they're like, holy shit, this changed my life. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't know. That's it's, right. Kind of like, I, no, I mean, because for me to head in there is probably a, the equivalent of one of them. That's what, that's what I thought, too. Because like, I, I don't know. Process right. Art. And, yeah. and I mean, and take a friend, Adam, who would go in there and know how to, to interpret it. Right. And like, break it down. Yeah. And, I mean, it's all, yeah. I, it's all relative. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's a good point about just exposing them to it. And a lot of these kids, especially with how much it costs, although I did see, I think it's free for kids 14 and under, but I mean, it's an, it's an, it, I think it's like $25 a person or something now. So a lot of these kids are just, it's unlikely that 
of all the things to do in Chicago, their family are, is going to decide to pay money to go see right. this artwork. So it's good that the school like made it a point. Okay, let's, I think so. Right. Let's get them right. in there for that. So I don't know. It was it was a cool trip, and it was it was also kind of eye opening, knowing the kind of stuff that teachers have to deal with all day with seventh graders being crazy and stuff. So do they have the same or or or? Uh, are field trips the same? So I can, when we were in school, like in first grade, we took a trip to the circus, mm-hmm. and then in like you know, like third grade to the zoo, mm-hmm. or fourth grade maybe to the Sears Tower. Actually, third grade was was Sears Tower. Fifth grade was an overnight trip to indianapolis okay sixth grade i think was like lincoln park zoo Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure it like fell apart after that yeah i I think my next field trip was at uh, in vu latin class (laughs) to see cleopatra yeah uh, at navy pier yeah which is interesting but i mean do they have those like same trips are they he, to they the go zoo still yeah I mean this is the second field trip Brian went on this year they went to the University of Notre Dame mm. like in the fall mm-hmm. last year we went to um, the Michigan City Zoo and okay. the Michigan City Beach and went out there for a little bit Michigan City um, Beach. Lincoln Park Zoo they went to last year the year before um, I went with Ben. Where did we? I don't know. We went to some other field trip in Chicago, but I can't remember where. So yeah, I mean they take, you know, proximity to Chicago. It's easy to find cool places to go. You know, right. The interesting thing though is that you know when I was a kid, it was always more like the field trips that we had today, where there's like parent chaperones and the chaperones are leading Mm. groups of kids around. You know, but like when we went to the Michigan City Beach. In the spring, it was like every kid had a parent just about, or like there was like, you know, two or three kids to the group. So you're basically just hanging out with your kid every day, you know? And so that, I don't know, that was kind of neat. But um, as we talk more and more, these random field trips keep popping up. Like in third, in fourth grade, we went to the field museum. Oh God, I hated the field museum oh, field trip. Did you? Oh, I, I, I just it. remember thinking this is so boring. That's probably the same thing they were thinking. And in seventh grade social studies, we went to the science and industry. Actually, not the sixth grade. Yeah. Science and industry. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure. I've like the field. All those, but... The field. I like that natural history. I, I yeah. found that more interesting. And and I will never forget one of the exhibits there where it was a native American set up and there was this like cliff to me as a, you know, nine or 10 year old, it was a mountain yeah. in real life. It was probably a t- yeah. 10 foot like yeah. fake boulder, yeah. but there were these like, warriors on it mm-hmm. they had face paint they had the you know hatchets and, and for some reason that scared the shit out of me <laughs> yeah. like i couldn't like 
I was so enthralled by it. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, they look mean. They look scary. Yeah. And I mean, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And that's probably good that you got there on a field trip because you probably wouldn't have gone there like with your family. You know, like like no. as a kid, I wasn't going to those things. You know, we no. didn't do that stuff. So, no. Um, no, it, and that whole like area with the field, uh, uh, the, the science and industry, the shed and the planetarium. Yeah. I have still not been to the planetarium or the shed. I've never been to the planetarium. And, had... and it's like, I think one time it was, we were planning to go to the aquarium, but it was canceled mm. because of snow. Oh. It snowed in March. I I remember thinking I was like really, really pissed off as a like eight-year-old. I was like, why is it snowing in March? I should be on a bus <laughs> yeah. to Chicago. And you didn't get to go. And I didn't get to go. It wasn't even never rescheduled. Yeah. So I we went to the shed one time while a Bears game was going on. Mm-hmm. And Soldier Field is right next to the Shed Aquarium. So, like, nobody goes to the Shed because you don't want to fight all the Bears game traffic right. and everything. But we did, and I, you know, ended up parking, like, a mile and a half away. But I dropped everyone off and then went and parked and came back. Had the place to ourselves. Like, literally, like, you're just walking in, like, into exhibits, and there's nobody there. Right. So, if you ever check it out, go on a Bears game day, and it's worth it. Have the place to yourself. Or just they let you ride the polar bears and stuff. Right. <laughs> or just wait until the office season. Bears like the offices. Yeah, but then it's gonna be packed. Yeah. yeah I mean yeah. it's there's something to be said right, for having right. for like yeah. not having people because like at the art museum this morning they you let us find in that depressing though? No. Right. <laughs> See I, we got to ride the teacups by ourselves at Disney World because we were there right. at like 2 in the morning, and it was freaking awesome. There's a thing I have where... I do. I, I understand I your point, like, though. I right. don't like people, and I don't like crowds. But I but you don't want to be the only one there. But I right. tend to frequent yeah. people and crowds. Yeah. But like, there's something to be said where when... When you're at a place where there should be people and there's no people, it's sad. And it's like, yeah, this kind of sucks. But I mean, to your point also, if you're like zipping in and you're like able to enjoy those barracuda and polar bears and (laughs) whatever, uh, then I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. But I don't know. I will say like, you know, the times that like... We go to this uh, bar called Brewfest, and the times that I've been there, and there haven't been that many people there, it is kind of like it. It it, it is pr- usually better if there's tons of people. Like I've been there. I was there one Saturday night when we walked in, mm-hmm. and we didn't think there was going to be any place for us to sit. Right. And there was like a party going on and there right. was like confetti all over the floor and stuff. And we ended up sitting like, we ended up finding a table that somebody else just vacated and we were there for a while, but I'm picky. <laughs> like Brewfest. <laughs> you know, it's not the right crew in Brewfest. Is that what you're going to say? Well, I mean, the last like three times we've been there, I've been irritated because some 
fuckers are at our table. Right. And yeah. we've been at this table for like three fucking years. Yeah. Okay. In the last like three months, there have been people there. And I mean, it's a free country. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, but it's one of those places where when there's too many people, it's irritating. When there's not enough, I want to slip my wrist <laughs> and drink more <laughs> while I'm bleeding. So, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of uh, you yeah. need a... You're walking the, the line there. Yeah. I am, yeah. Some people are never happy. I know. What an <laughs> asshole. But, yeah. Well, I mean, everything should be the perfect mixture all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of okay. So, so I went to Grand Rapids uh, two weeks ago for right. mm-hmm. continuing ed, and I should have left. Grand Rapids is an awesome town. I mean, there's so much shit there. Um, and I told myself leave earlier get up there i get caught up in football and i'm like oh shit i gotta fucking go (laughs) so i planned these kind of bar hopping Mm -hmm. evening yeah okay but by the time i got there i mean it's grand rapids so shit closes at eight especially on a sunday night you're going up there on sunday night 10 or 2 a.m. Yeah. Okay. The the places I really wanted to check out were closed at 8 or mm-hmm. f- fucking not open. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I mean, on a Sunday. And Sunday and Monday drinking is very underrated. It should be promoted more. <laughs> okay. It really should. Way to get the, the, the week started. Yeah. Um, but... No, I went to a bar, restaurant bar, and I ate there. And, and I walked in thinking, okay, there's probably not going to be a lot of people here. There were people there. It was a nice amount. And then I had a three drinks there, and I took an Uber, Uber back to the hotel. I thought, okay, the hotel bar said it was open till midnight. Mm-hmm. So I get there at like 1045. Mm-hmm. And it's Sunday. I'm not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> There's me and two other people there. Yeah. And I mean, it was depressing. I yeah. was like, fuck, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like, but they had good alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it kind of evened out. Well, uh, Mark Marin always talks about how when he's on the road doing comedy and he ends up in like some hotel like way off from wherever and there's nothing to do and he just feels like so isolated in in his mm-hmm. hotel room and um well I mean I guess he doesn't drink anymore so it's not comparable but it when I I went to Des Moines in July for a night a Saturday mm-hmm. night and. I got to the, I was by myself at the hotel and I got to, I was driving to the hotel at like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, man, I haven't been in a hotel by myself like ever before. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll just like go get a drink first before I go to the hotel. Like if there's someplace nearby, the hotel that I chose was in this like, 
like suburban like office park there's okay. nothing around right like there's it, it was like all chain fast food right. like applebee's type stuff all of that stuff is closed there's like you can't even tell the stuff is there because like all the lights are out. I walked, I drove by this shopping center that I didn't even know was there until the next morning when I drove by it again and saw it. But so I, you know, drive, I go back to the hotel and I'm like, man, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not really tired. I don't want to like, I, I don't want to just like watch TV. And so I was like, but then there's like no liquor stores to go around and get anything to drink or anything. Right. You know, I don't want to spend half the night driving around looking for something. Right. So I ended up buying two bottles of beer uh, from the like mini mart inside the hotel lobby. Yes. And like a package of grandma's cookie, grandma's chocolate chip cookies. So I'm sitting in this. Were you brown bagging it? No. I'm sitting in this hotel room by myself outside of Des Moines with a bottle of beer and some grandma's chocolate chip cookies at like Saturday night at like 11 o'clock. And I'm just thinking that. I just feel like this is as bad as it gets. Like, no, actually, I, it felt. Look at it though. What? Uh, what made you feel bad was the travel, because of beer and cookies. I mean, what? No, right. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it just felt so pitiful. Right, like right. I'm, I'm trying to like find somehow to like right. not make this like not suck, but like make it a little bit better. And like, I just can't, there's nothing to do. Like I just, you know, I, I was hoping to like see a cool bar or right. see a cool restaurant or like, so you know, you I don't know. Just got to do the research. Before. Well, that, and that was the thing. Like right. I didn't know I was going until the day before. Right. right. And it was and like, I was busy the, the night before. So it was no, just right. like, you know, I'm, I just got up and went and I didn't even know where the hotel was going to be until I think I got it like that afternoon or something. Okay. Like it was like really last minute, but uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, if I'm going someplace, I'm going to check it out beforehand most right. of the time, but this was such a last minute thing. So not a knock, on Des Moines, I mean, they had they had one one block that looked pretty cool, Des but like, had, yeah, I did a few audits out there. I mean, some long ass, yeah. I mean, I'm talking like 15 years back, yeah. But there were some cool things out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Des Moines. I think and yeah, and and that's the thing. Like you have not to you know if you're listening in Des Moines. I'm, I'm sure it's a great little town, but it, you have to take these things in degrees. Right. You know, well, you have you have Chicago, you have right. Memphis and Nashville, and then like the next, you know, Grand Rapids is probably right. below that, and then like Des Moines is a couple runs below that. You know, my friend Heather has a she'll take road trips, and she has a knack for finding something cool no everywhere yeah where she goes yeah it doesn't matter i believe that like, I, and, and, you can and, go anywhere and it's interesting I yeah mean, she she finds something yeah and it's always something like wow i didn't realize that was in joroviac south dakota right i mean yeah i just totally made that yeah up, that is good yeah sounds like a nice you know eastern european <laughs> right, ethnic yeah. town right. Jeroviac. Yeah. Um, 
It, doesn't that make you wonder, though, like the kind of places around where we live that you're missing out on? Well, in that, like people from outside who might do the research and find, hey, that place is actually pretty cool. Yes, like as simple as um, that makes me wonder, like how travel is. Like people travel internationally and that's awesome mm -hmm. i mean that's awesome but then you know they'll say well u.s sucks there's nothing here blah 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 it's like actually <laughs> actually you can like, travel your whole life in the u.s it's pretty yeah. big fucking country yeah there's so much cool shit yeah and, and something as simple as um this may not get your juices going but there's there's this like wild bird uh sanctuary in chesterton right like who yeah would think about who thinks that? about that yeah okay there, yeah. i mean or there are old old historic houses in like every town right I yeah mean, there's yeah well there's really cool shit everywhere when you look at the history of a town right you're like wow yeah kind of get a good feel for it i right. mean it stuff like that just makes me want to travel more and it kind of you know drives me crazy when time goes by and i haven't been anywhere or i don't have plans to go anywhere or whatever you know because it doesn't it doesn't even have to be anything extravagant like a freaking weekend to grand rapids can be a really good time well we should do this summer actually if possible is take a week or so and drive so and, and but do the podcast in a different town. in a different town yeah. yeah that would be cool yeah podcast on the road mm -hmm. all right well by by then we'll be podcast veterans mm -hmm. instead of stumbling our way through so one of the things I want to circle back earlier we were intelligently talking about artists and. <laughs> And found Do you know out what the word intelligent means? We found out we were fucking way off. <laughs> and that's so so I I listen to a shit ton of sports radio. Too much probably. Um and one of my I I am a huge fan of ESPN one thousand out of Chicago. So um Cap and Company Carmen and Yurko and Wano and Stovey uh, and the Jay Hood uh, evening show. I mean, I think okay. it's awesome. It's awesome. They you know they're all part of ESPN. They get the big guests on, analyze shit, and I mean it gets irritating. Too. Yeah. But so we did something earlier that I fucking hate. Oh no. Hate. <laughs> so I always bitch about there are things that these shows will try to tackle and when they go out of no pun intended when they <laughs> go out of the sports realm there's two areas that piss me off uh -huh. when they talk about music and uh -huh. alcohol okay they don't fucking know shit yeah at all and it's clear, especially music. Yeah. They like to think they do. Mm -hmm. There's a producer out of Cap and Company who's a 
hardcore Pearl Jam fan, and he is. He goes to all these shows, but even he, he even like listening to him, he's a fucking snob at it. Oh, and yeah. like he's only been to Snobs fucking like twenty eight shows. So yeah. fuck off. Yeah, you still don't know that fucking much, right? So, but then God, they talk about alcohol, and it's like. God damn, dude, you're like wrong on this, you're wrong on this, you're wrong on this. And I I, I get so irritated, but yet earlier, we goddamn think that uh, <laughs> Van Gogh is Monet. So well, let me that's just, what I want to work at. Let me just make it <laughs> let me just make a disclaimer that I don't I'm I will not claim to know anything about stuff that I don't okay, you know okay, right. like I don't know that's anything about art. Right. Okay, I I don't, but that doesn't mean I can't, I don't, I can't form an uneducated <laughs> opinion on it, you know? Right. And, but what's kind of, I guess, interesting is that, you know, maybe I don't know anything about a subject, but then if I find out something about it, maybe my opinion on something would right. change, you know? Like, right. like, I've always thought that Georgia O'Keeffe was pretty boring. Like, you know, how many landscapes and flowers and stuff can you paint? But then, like, when the docent today was talking about her paintings and about, you know, this cross painting that she did and her the way that she played with perspective and some of her flower paintings and stuff, it was pretty interesting. And, like, you know, I'm not going to – I don't know. I, I don't know. I would like to learn more about Georgia O'Keeffe. I don't know if I – would like to enough to actually do to actually do it right. but like to actually make time to do it but it you know she is interesting and i do have a new respect for her but i still don't really know that much about her other right. than like i kind of you know prejudged her uh unfairly but, right so yeah, yeah i hear you i mean then our listeners can help us well i think also the thing about like sports talk is a very specific thing. And like, I think it's to be able to talk about sports for two or three or four or five hours Mm -hmm. a day, you, especially like during certain times of the season, you got to search for shit to talk about. Right. You know, and you're overanalyzing stuff and you're making a big deal out of stuff that, so like, I kind of, you know, at some point they're kind of like, okay, how how much can we beat this to death? Right. Let's, you know. Well, Carmen and Yurko are experts on branching out. They can talk about anything. They're okay. awesome at it. But like radio gold is when something happens. Right. Yeah. And they can speak that thing to death for yeah. like five days straight. Right. So like examples. So I swear there were like th- three days straight. So like uh, Mitch Trubisky, the Bears uh-huh. quarterback, he, he had this press conference and he, and he said, he, he was asked a question about the like outside noise tell him that he sucks or whatever Mm -hmm. and he and he said that he had had all the tvs turned off in hallis hall so i don't know if he was just 
saying it yeah off the cuff right but everyone took it so fucking literal right yeah and they talked about it for like three days yeah oh my god it makes them mentally weak oh my like in so and i mean the best thing what can write out is when an athlete like like cheats or does drugs or something holy shit oh yeah like because then you have gold. You have sports yeah. and ethics right. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. crime and punishment right. and all of that stuff to look at. But I listen over and over. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I just like the analysis of the actual game. Yeah. So today at the art museum, I had this thought when I, we were it's kind of, well, we were in this... Um, Us? No, like this space building, like the exhibit, Boy, like okay. exhibit hall or whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, art people. I should, I should know what that's called, but like exhibit space or something. Mm-hmm. You know, the little room where at whatever. And um, these, you know, now keep in mind, I have nine seventh graders with me, so we're not like super quiet, but we were. You know, they were looking at, it, it was in the armor section, like there's places that just have old armor. And so they, they thought it was cool and they were checking it out. But I overheard this guy talking, this like, I don't know, early 20s guy talking. And he's talking to his girlfriend and he's like telling her about like the armor and like just trying to act like. Totally he, making shit up yeah, to sound smart. Right. <laughs> She's not going to know the difference. But so she, um, she. And I, I'm listening to him talk, and I'm like, can you just shut up? Like, right. nobody wants to hear. She doesn't want to hear it. I definitely don't want to hear it. Can you just shut up? And it made me wonder, like, when is it socially acceptable to tell people in public to shut up? I thought of this the other day when I was waiting at the um, car dealership, which I can do an entire episode about how much I hate car dealerships. I might've mentioned oh, that before. God, I fucking but, love the car dealership. Oh my God. I will, for probably the same reason that you hate, hate them, because it's a great observation of people. And I love watching people. People are fucked up. Yeah. And, Anybody that knows me knows that I am fucked up. <laughs> that you are people. <laughs> that I am people and I am fucked up. So I'm watching people and their quirks and I'm like, wow, you're, man, you're worse than me. And <laughs> yeah. that takes, that takes purposeful That's really work. Yeah. That takes effort. Yeah. But uh, this woman was um, talking on her phone and she was just so annoying. Like so, at the museum? No, this was at the car. Oh, oh okay. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, at the museum. <laughs> yeah, really bad. Yeah, yeah. Gonna but, knock that fucker out of right yeah, <laughs> yeah, at the museum for sure. Right. But it just made me wonder. Like, we respect people's personal physical space, right? But like, isn't there like an auditory space or something where like <sighs> there should be? Like you. Do I have to listen to your conversation? And do I have to listen? Like, you were obviously somebody, this is kind of ironic to say, 
from two people who are doing a podcast just to hear themselves talk. But yes. you are somebody who obviously is just speaking to hear yourself talk. Mm -hmm. Like this conversation that you're having on the phone, everybody in the room can hear what you're saying. Everybody in the room knows how meaningless and full of crap the whole conversation right. is. Why are you doing this right now? And why are you making us listen to it? People, right. People who are considerate lower their voices or they walk out. Yeah, or leave. But so, like assholes, like talk shit. I told her I didn't want yeah. pickles on that fucking hamburger, and guess what? I, fu I fucking got a new hamburger. And then I told her I fucking want extra pepper on that shit. Guess what? She fucking, like, yeah, fuck off. So I just want to know, like, at what point can you just go up to somebody and be like, can you just shut the hell up? Right. I don't want, please. Like, you're annoying everybody here. <coughs> and, like, I... Obviously, you can always do that, but there's going to be repercussions if you do it. But there should be like some socially acceptable thing where you can go up. Like everybody agrees that once it reaches a certain point, somebody has the right to go up there and tell that person to shut up. I have a friend <laughs> that rides the train every morning mm -hmm. and he's ridden the train. I mean, I know of from Indiana to Chicago at least since 2009 I believe okay and he probably wrote it when he worked uh, uh, he probably uh, I don't know what at or what the train is the colored lines of red line brown line whatever mm -hmm. that um, <clears throat> he will he he takes manners and to his own hands. Yeah. Okay, he's not a morning person and he doesn't like loud shit. And right. He doesn't like rude people. Uh -huh. And he has been known to to encounter people <laughs> and basically tell them to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Or why are you uh there's a quiet car and if you you're on the quiet car. Why the fuck are you talking so much? And right. usually, the, usually, I think I think they either like are like shocked that right. somebody is is um, telling them this, or or I think he's had a few people tell him why fuck off and whatever, yeah. and they just keep talking. But um, yeah, he'll. They'll fucking do that. Yeah. And I mean, that takes balls. Well, I saw something today. Uh, it was like some stupid thing on Facebook where, but I, it's a good point. Like, it's everybody like will tell an introvert like, oh, you know, just talk to people and like, you know, be more outgoing and like, come on, just speak a little bit. And everybody sees that as fine. But nobody sees it as fine to tell the extrovert, like, will you just shut up and give us some peace and quiet? Right. <laughs> you know, like, can you keep to yourself for a little while so we don't have to listen to you? Right. I, I mean, I, th I think it's acceptable if it's done in a, yeah, like, nice way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's too early in the morning for this shit. You, will you? No, no, you don't have to necessarily be an asshole. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, yeah, there's a way to just say right. You're more likely to get them to do what you want if you're nice about it. Right, yeah. right. 
Well, or I mean, you can be me <laughs> sometimes in the car dealership <laughs> making random noises <laughs> to the point where it's irritating to the person talking on the phone. <laughs> I have, because I'll often be there somehow with everything. I am the last to be completed. Yeah, because it takes forever to do everything. I have this story that I'm still waiting on an order of, order from Denny's from like 1998. They tore that down. Yeah, I know. I, I so, saw that the other day. So I get, I get fucked over a lot. I mean, <laughs> with any service, I'm the last one. But so... Because you're Asian. I know. It's, it's this half Asian issue. So I I have been the only person in the waiting room and some asshole comes strolling in. Yeah. Screaming on their phone and I start making random noises. Yeah. And they start to look at me and, and they get the fuck out of there. Because I don't want a verbal confrontation, <laughs> right? But they're, but they're more willing to get the fuck out of there if they think they're in a place with somebody that might not be right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so either be so loud that they can't take it, or just right. be so crazy that right. they're like, I mean, like self barking and like loud, high pitched noises can can really impact you. I would think so, yeah. <laughs> you start barking at people. That's going to get their attention for sure. Or one of the things that that also also works is like, listen. Like purposely. Oh, you know, <laughs> these drop on their conversations. Think, yeah. I mean, they like have to know that they can be heard. But right. suddenly if they notice you yeah. hearing them. Oh right. shit! It's a fucking <laughs> yeah. travesty. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Where's my privacy? <laughs> right. But when you start to look at them and, and like yeah. lean in, kind of, yeah, or then they like get the hint. Or like, what if you started reacting to what they were saying right. and like, right. oh, you know, yeah. that really happened. That'd be that'd well. Be I mean, awesome. and and I noticed in uh, places. I mean, at the dealership at. Um, I went to uh, Meyer. Uh, what the fuck's today? Tuesday. Tuesday. I went to Meyer Sunday. Assholes really love to use speakerphone. Oh, God. like do you, so. I almost got run over by this uh, electric cart user <laughs> because he was busy. He he was making this. This thing roll while you try to answer his oh, phone, gosh. and he put on a fucking speaker. So I like hear this like screaming of match <laughs> over, over. I th I think green beans. So which almost caused me to get fucking run over. Yeah. But like, why do you have to put speaker phone on in public? Yeah. That's just saying, look at me. Right. Yeah. I am. I am an asshole. Yeah. Please look at me. I hate calling people at work and having right. them answer on speakerphone. Right. Sometimes I just say crazy stuff at work. Oh, yeah. And, like, I don't know who's in your office with you. And I might say something, like, inappropriate right. or, like, making 
making fun of a student or right. like, you know, saying something that I shouldn't say that I don't mean for anybody to hear except mm -hmm. the person I'm talking to. And if you have it on speakerphone, now all of a sudden other people know what I'm saying. Although now I guess I'm saying it on a podcast listened to by millions, millions. millions. So everybody's going to know it now. Right. And I mean, yeah. oh, well, that's the chance you take. That is how it goes. All right. Well, um, there was something else on my list of things that I thought fed into that pretty well. While Brett is looking that up, I would uh, like to take a moment to uh, mention laying ice out of <laughs> Hammond, Indiana. The best ice that you can possibly have in in a drink, whether it's water, iced tea, pop. I no pop is on the outs. It's got sugar, whatever, or alcoholic beverage of your choice. Ling Ice Hammond, Indiana. Buy it at your local Strack and Vince Hills. Man. You will not be disappointed. And yes, I am going to try to mention Ling Ice. And on every podcast, man, you're becoming a natural on these like ad reads, man. Hey. You're just like, but that's what I do. It's fantastic. When I like a product, I fucking promote it. But can't you like, can't you like something a little higher end than laying ice? Like if if we getting good with laying ice, all we get is free ice, and like you and have ice in your glass. I'm right not gonna now. bitch about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't know, like. Do you ever like? I, I, there's got to be something else we can promote. No, I am so pissed that there's not laying ice at more gas stations and Walgreens. How it's, often are you buying bagged ice? Every week. Really? Yeah. For what? Well, I mean, I only <laughs> I mix cocktails with laying ice only. And I pretty much... That huge okay, cube in your so, glass is not laying ice. No. I don't care how nice they are. They're not making that specialty ice cube you're drinking right now. But I have had alcohol in this podcast with laying ice. This and is that a, was our best episode. <laughs> this is a... What Brett is referring to is a king ice cube that I made myself with spring water um water and cold <laughs> the two ingredients in every ice cube. it has to be fucking spring water it can't be tap water it's gonna fuck up your alcohol but anyway so so fucking laying i like okay laying ice is rocky home city ice is apollo creed okay Talking all that shit, and it's an inferior product. Does <laughs> Home City Ice talk? Fuck Home City I, Ice. I, I Fuck must, them. I must have missed the part where Home City Ice is talking shit. Home Are they City talking shit because they're everywhere. Home City Ice company's not talking to Fucking Home City Ice is everywhere, and I don't understand. And the only thing they're everywhere in a, in a American flag glitter. The only thing <laughs> like I, I, I can fucking get is that 
they have excellent marketing and contract people to fucking get in anywhere. It's shitty ice. And nobody wants shitty ice. So go to the superior laying ice. <laughs> Is that... Do you use ice in your drink? I don't even know how to respond. Do you use ice? Do I use ice? I don't drink any... I hardly drink anything at home. We've already gone over my Diet Coke addiction. Right. And I don't put beer in my... Ice in my beer. Right. Um, No, I get ice out of the refrigerator or out of the freezer, like the the ice cube maker. It's not laying ice, but it's, it's cold and it does the job. Change but, over laying ice and feel how refreshing that drink is. All right. Well, now, I mean, I, I am. I, you've, you've been singing the praises of laying ice for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And I am somewhat so intrigued. So this goes back to 2010 at, or no, 2011, where Brett mentions so... You have an ice preference. <laughs> and he just found out that I was a huge fan of, of laying ice and couldn't wrap his head uh, around that ice is a big deal. So, but but I'm quirky like that. <laughs> there is ice impacts, especially alcohol. Ice impacts that alcohol. But what are the variables? I mean, if they're just, I guess, you know, the purity of the water. But, like, I mean, it's freaking water under cold. Okay. The. I guess the shape. Yeah, the shape. Okay. So, laying ice has a a cylindrical shape. And there's a hole. There's a hole in the middle which makes for a more even melting pattern. Home shitty ice. Yes. Home shitty ice fucking melts. Oh, we're gonna get sued by home shitty ice. I don't fucking give a shit about home shitty ice. Home shitty ice is ice chips that fucking melt on contact. And when you're mixing cocktails, if um, ice melts on contact, that's dilution of your cocktail yeah. that's out of your hands. Yeah. So I will say you'll have a more watery cocktail. That makes sense. Okay. When you're mixing with Lang ice, it just chills it with home city ice or with, yeah, it. It will melt. It will make it more watery. Then, then if you're using home ice, which is okay, you kind of run the risk of if you're using the using an ice machine, you have that like fishy ice smell, mm-hmm. which can get into your drink and it fucks it up. So that's why I use spring water for the king ice cubes. Yeah, because there's no odor i've seen these things that are su- supposed to be like ice to keep your drinks cold rocks. But not yeah like basically rocks Those are fucking pieces of shit they're, they're not as good no. they don't stay cold no. long okay 
I was wondering because like they don't water down. I don't like them. They don't water down your drinks, right? I mean, because there's nothing melting. It's just getting well. I mean, it doesn't. I guess if it doesn't stay as cold, then I guess that defeats the purpose because that's what you want it for. So, what should be cold and what shouldn't be cold? So, I mean, I see those offered with with scotch, mm-hmm. and you really shouldn't be drinking scotch cold anyway. Okay. So, in with bourbon or rye, that's a preference. So. If you want it, uh, if you don't want to compromise the purity, you'll have it neat, okay, which is no no ice. If you want that burn a little less, you'll add a little bit of ice. I, uh, I've i been drinking rye. I've put a king cube in it to just level it off. And you've, there's nothing else in that glass besides ice and rye. Right. You're just drinking the rye. Yes. All right. And I'm drinking, I started off with a Sagamore rye. Then I went to a wild turkey rye. I'm drinking the fabulous Lake Street Express Session Pale Ale from 18th Street Brewery in Gary, Indiana and Hammond, Indiana, and it is fantastic. I've had two of them. I'm about to break open a third one, I think. Um, but the cocktails that Brian is discussing, he we, we record, we're recording in his little offshoot of a room. What do you call this room? A Florida room? Yeah, it's a Florida room. Florida room. Um, where he has this bar set up. I think I've talked about this before and an impressive alcohol collection. And if you're listening to this uh, podcast down the road, then there may be a Brian Crawl cocktail bar that you can check out that we're, that hopefully the world will experience (laughs) someday and it's going to be awesome and it's going to be worth every penny. So go check it out. Um, all right. Well, I think we've probably. Is there anything? Should we? Anything else you want to bring up before we end it? Or? Well, I mean, I mean, before the Lang Ice ad, you were looking up. Uh, oh yeah, I was topic. looking something up on here. Yeah, and there and there was something that I wanted to, because I thought that it tied into what we were just talking about, but I don't remember oh yeah and it goes back to your sports radio thing and like sports talk and just my general feeling on sports i'm a sports fan i'm a baseball fan like i used to be a huge sports fan now i don't really keep up with anything other than baseball i'm a cubs fan i watch the cubs i keep up with the cubs I keep up with Major League Baseball. My son, who's 13, keeps up way more than I do with Major League Baseball now. But the history that you have is pretty idiotic. Yes. It's on an extreme level. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. It's awesome. But like other sports, I've given up. Like I don't follow football at okay. all. I don't follow basketball at all. I don't, I don't know any other sports besides baseball. Right. So <laughs> sometimes... And I think about this when, you know, the, the Cubs have had disappointing finishes to the past couple of seasons, and that's when my son has really gotten into them the past few seasons. 
And, you know, I try to tell him, you know, oh, you know, don't worry about it. You know, there's next year, you know, they had a good season, whatever. And like, you know, he's 13 years old. So, you know, he's going to react however he's going to react. It's very important to him and whatever. And I think back to like, you know, the, when the Cubs won the World Series, it was a huge event for me. And like it was, you know, it dominated my thoughts for like a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like seeing them do it was just like this colossal release of like just everything but like when I think about what made it special it was the personal stuff that made it special Mm -hmm. you know it was my experiences of watching games with my dad and going to games with my dad and sharing that experience with my dad and my family and then my kids and then like and watching the last out of the world series in the basement with my three kids three of my kids and, you know, recording their reaction and like my one son who doesn't even like baseball crying after the Cubs won the World Series because he understood how big of a thing it was for me and for my dad. Right. And like he doesn't even care, but right. he was just it was so moved by it. So and like after the Cubs made it to the World Series, my kids and I went out to see my dad at like 11 o'clock at night or whatever it was. We drove like 30 miles, 25 miles just because I had to see him and I had to be like, you know, they made it, you know. So anyway, all of this is leading to why do we care about professional sports at all? Like you, why do I care if a bunch of strangers, a bunch of men who I don't know can hit a ball and score more runs than the other team. Like if right. you think of it on like a molecular level like that, it makes no sense at all. Zero sense. But I think that I've already given the answer essentially is that it doesn't really have anything to do with the team at all. It has to do with you and your own personal experience right. with that team or you know that you've experienced while doing that. That's why right. I don't understand. It, I always wonder, like, people who, I'm only a baseball, I'm only a Cubs fan because my dad was a Cubs fan. Right. And because my childhood was watching Cubs games and I have that experience. Without that experience, I don't know how, how I become a fan of anything else. And I think that's why my, that's, I think that's why I've, I like the NFL less and I like the, you know, basketball less Mm because that just wasn't as much. I mean, I watched it with my dad and stuff like that, but it wasn't as much of an experience. Right. That's how, like, so kind of like you, my dad raised me on uh, the Cubs and Bears. Yeah. Okay. And I, in people that know me know I am really into baseball. I'm really into football Mm -hmm. but the anomaly is tennis anybody that knows me that's right you're into tennis i love tennis and i got into that by myself so and i mean you know like andre agassi is my favorite athlete ever of any sport my favorite athlete Mm -hmm. for multiple reasons right i mean for um like his physical gifts, his like, you know, earlier on ha- having having to overcome the choker label, right? 
he would check out. He like got fat, sort of, yeah. and came back. Yeah. And he, he yeah, he, he was gone he, for a few years. He from... had all the any through the whole thing. I mean, he hated tennis, and he and he was only into it because his father forced him into right. it. So I mean, there's all these like storylines that and and then he comes to this uh kind of thought that well i mean if i didn't have tennis which i hate then i couldn't do what i love which is all this charity work right charter school Uh so it's it's a very interesting journey right for that athlete yeah um but yeah i mean we just have this emotional uh, investment, as as Jerry's Seinfeld stated, uh, in the uniforms. We cheer for the uniforms. That, okay, that's what was okay. going to be my next point. Yeah, we cheer for the team, but it's for some reason it's this escape. Yeah, and this emotional investment in the like. I disagree with what Seinfeld says because for tennis, I mean, you are you are investing in that person like you know that. Right. And, and, and it's and a and solo it's like, sport. Right. But I mean And the person is think the team. Of like during our childhood, you no, know, we we invested in Sandberg and Andre Dawson. Right. Yeah. Mark Grace and fucking Rod Beck the shooter. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like, but like, <clears throat> but when, when Greg Maddox left to go to the Braves, I was right. still a Cubs fan. And when Mark Grace <clears throat> left to go to the Diamondbacks, right. I was still a Cubs fan. So but, it always makes me wonder, like, let's say, and this will never happen. So maybe it's just like mm-hmm. a ridiculous thought, but. What if, like, all 25 guys on the Cubs were traded to other teams, Mm. to the same team? What if the Cubs and the White Sox just switched personnel? Right. So next year you have Javi Baez and Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo and all those guys playing for the White Sox. Mm -hmm. And for the Cubs you have Tim Anderson and all the White Sox guys playing for the the Cubs. Mm -hmm. Am I now a Cubs fan? Even though it's all White Sox players? Or do I follow Rizzo and Bryant and all those guys to the White Sox? You know, it, maybe it's just because it's such a sweeping thing. That I think okay. you'll never know because and if you can, if you just give up a couple of players, right. you know, it's it's still the the majority of those players aren't, um, you know. We've had the luxury of being friends for thirty years, and I know that when we first met, it was all Cubs. It was mm-hmm. Cubs only. That's. Right, what I perceive as uh, as we've aged, you know, we've really branched off into following other players. Right. So I think it's. I mean, you know, as you get older, you kind of become more of a fan of the sport. Right. Sort of. Rather. I mean, although. Listening to sports radio, there are still some maniacs out there that are like 50 years old that like just are hardcore for the Chicago team. Right, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It is, I, 
like I've always wondered, like, you know, it, like it fades away. I mean, watching North Carolina win NCAA tournaments, memorizing their rosters after a couple couple uh, months, I'm just like, okay. I mean, I've like, and which kind of helps me because after the 2008 Cubs were for the second consecutive year swept out of the first round, yeah, that was an eye opener. Where I where I thought, no, it really doesn't fucking matter. I yeah. mean, it just. But I it, it part of that is just, <clears throat> I think just maturity too, and putting that stuff right. into perspective. Where like you don't, I don't want to like live and die with this stuff. You right, know? like it's important to me, and I want right. the Cubs to do well. And if they lose, I'm going to be disappointed. If right. they lose, like not every day when they lose, and I'm, yeah. I'm disappointed, but more more so, like you know, I look at the score, and then 30 seconds later, it's forgotten about. But like, it was really disappointing to see them lose in the wild card game the year before last. Mm-hmm. And like for the rest of the night, I was disappointed. Maybe like the next day, I thought about it a little right. bit. But by the second day, it's like, all right, well, that's done now. And now, you know, I. The pat I, I actually thought, well, good. Now I have like three hours a day freed up for the next month that I wasn't going to have because right. I was going to be watching these right. baseball games. You know, I mean, it's kind of a it's a combination. Since Agassi retired, I'm a huge Roger Federer fan. Yeah, and I mean, it was in the time span where he was winning everything, and so I'm more mature. But then I find myself in a Grand Slam final setting the volume button to 18 <laughs> because that's the amount of games he would need to win total <laughs> to fucking win the match, possibly. Okay. That's awesome. If it's that's three awesome. out of five sets that's and awesome. there's no tie break. That's awesome. So I've kind of matured, but, but I mean, I'm still a total couch slapper i mean <laughs> right yeah it, it just watching a, a tennis match with me is a uh it's a workout yeah S- still <laughs> right. i mean i i'm drenched in sweat i'm screaming i lose my voice i'm punching the couch i'm changing the channel i go out and do something but i come back to it because yeah. i can't like the uh, Wimbledon final this year with Federer Djokovic, like yeah. the the same fucking thing happened in the 2010 and 2011 U.S. Open or the 2011-2012 U.S. Open. Roger Federer serving for the fucking match. Djokovic going for Going for her broke and he comes back and wins. Fucking Roger Federer, this Wimbledon, two fucking match points yeah. on his serve, playing not to lose right. like an old man, yeah. and he fucking loses. Oh. I was so fucking pissed yeah. off. I'm 41 years right. old. Yeah, why and does it I matter? And I was so and the fucking thing is, pissed. The, thing, the, the crazy thing to me is when it happened a few years ago that all of these people are now younger than us. 
Yeah. Like it made more sense when they were older than us. Right. But like when they now like all these athletes are younger than us because we're old men in right. athlete yeah. speak, you know? Right. Like if we were major league baseball players, we would be washed up, you know? Right. The and, only like athlete that's older is Tom Tom Brady. Right. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, Aram and, and, and some fucking random kicker. Aramis Ramirez, who used to play for the Cubs, was the first Major League Baseball player in history born after us to make it to the majors. And he's already, he's been retired for a few years. Right. You know? And I remember you pointed something out like, Darling Castro was the first pro born born in the 90s. That and might that might have been right, yeah, because yeah, he yeah. came up in 2010. Yeah, and now I think there was somebody this year born in 2000 that played right. in the majors. Right. Well, I mean, um, there was the Nationals player Castro, or Soto. Juan yeah, Soto. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's he was late 90s. Yeah, he just turned 21. Yeah, but so. I mean the. The like joke was in the NLCS he couldn't drink. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah in the celebration. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not that I'm going to stop cheering for the Cubs or you know. Right. It's just if uh, if I think you, you can't. It's just one of those things you can't think about too much. Because no. if you think about too much and you analyze right. it like it doesn't make sense I and know. it takes away the fun of it. Exactly. But like if you think if you think about it, it's just like why why do I, why do I care? I don't. But in tennis, it's getting harder. I've you know, I went from 88 to 06 rooting for Agassi, 06 till currently rooting for Federer. I have nobody yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, I just, Djokovic is awesome. I, I don't know. He just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Nadal is awesome. Rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. The, um, there's uh, the Zav- Varev brothers are okay. Medvedev is a but it's but there's like no not the same, yeah. yeah it's not the same and to be like nationalistic which tennis is <laughs> right you want to not American. fucking rooting for Jack Sock yeah <laughs> or I mean come on or fucking John Isner like yeah. these guys aren't gonna win shit is Jack Sock a really a real person Jack Sock is a real U.S. Um, tennis player sorry and Jack Sock I'm not familiar yeah, with Jack your work. Sock I'm sure you're fucking cool but the wave of U.S. tennis is on no, it's past life support. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty fucking bad. And it's a sad state of affairs yeah. in our country. Well, on that... Sports country. On that uplifting note, we'll we'll, uh, we'll wrap up this episode with a, a, an endorsement of Lang Ice. And uh, I think this might be the first time we haven't mentioned Coca-Cola. So be right. sure to drink some Coca-Cola, too. They need your business. With your Lang Ice, because that is a refreshing drink. Coca-Cola and Lang Ice. And if you don't want to do that, at least, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us, uh, let us know how great you think you you think we are. And how great you think you are, too. Because you, you're a listener, so you are great. And uh, until we talk to you again, have a good day. Thanks Thank for listening. You.